Hi everyone, I'm Andresha and I'm joined today by my colleagues Paul Marie and Weasley. Hi everyone. Hi Andresha. Thanks team. So we're going to be speaking about the world of product liability today and product recalls in South Africa and especially navigating the unique circumstances around product recalls through the lenses of the applicable South African laws. So when it comes to navigating risks associated with product liability and preventing product liability claims, the industries that come to my mind are the pharmaceutical, medical devices, chemicals, automobile, aviation, and the marine industries. Another important one is the FMCG industry, especially in relation to food products. But those are just some of the areas that come to my mind. Weasley, I'm not sure if there are any other industries you could perhaps add. Thanks, Andresha. So I think it would take ages to name all of the industries that product liability could apply to. But as long as a product has been manufactured for the sake of the distribution, sale, and use or consumption of that product, product liability laws in South Africa will inevitably apply. But other noteworthy industries to which product liability has found application in the past include construction and engineering, tobacco, energy products ranging from light bulbs to gas ovens, children's products, electronics, agribusiness, and even sports equipment. Sure, there really is a vast range of products that may be susceptible to recall and have been recalled in the past. But in our podcast today, we are going to chat about the background and the context of where product recalls come from, and specifically what laws need to be considered when it comes to product recalls. And then I think in our next episode, we can tackle how and when product liability kicks in if a manufacturer distributes and sells an alleged defective product. Bomri, you're going to take us down the history on product recalls, so I'm going to hand over to you now. Thanks, Andresha. There has been some interesting recalls from as far back as 1959 leading up to today. The luxurious Cadillacs were recalled in the USA in 1959 due to Pittman arm failures, which made it difficult to steer the vehicles. This defect resulted in numerous accidents and injuries. Product recalls have a long history in the automotive industry and continue to crop up in the trade of motor vehicles and their parts. In 2006, we saw Cadbury Schweppes conducting a recall in the United Kingdom of over a million chocolate bars due to a salmonella scare surrounding its products. Fast forward to June 2022, Costco in the USA recalled 400,000 solar-powered umbrellas after the lithium-ion batteries would overheat and eventually ignite. This is rather concerning given the growing solar industry in South Africa. More recently this year, the South African Health Products Regulatory Authority made the decision to withdraw polcodine-containing medicines from the South African market due to the increased risk of sudden, severe, and life-threatening allergic reactions occurring during surgery. Polcodine is registered to treat a dry cough and is available in a number of non-prescription medicines. Just last month, Nissan recently announced a massive recall of 699,000 vehicles in Japan and 700,000 vehicles around the world. And the list goes on and on, from products that could cause choking to poisonous chemicals in food products. Thank you, Bomri. So there certainly has been an increase in product recalls over the past few years. Wesley, I'm going to turn to you to bring it back home. Locally, there has also been numerous product recalls but how do manufacturers and product distributors 
navigate these murky terrains of product recalls. So Andy, the starting point from a legal perspective is to have at the very least a basic knowledge of the Consumer Protection Act. And the Consumer Protection Act, or generally known as the CPA, is the place of departure when considering product liability in South Africa. The recall of certain specific products, though, is sometimes regulated by sector-specific legislation, but the CPA governs recalls of the vast majority of products. So where there's specific legislation, this legislation takes precedent over the product recall provisions of the CPA. As an example, the recall of medicines, medical devices, and in vitro diagnostic medical devices is specifically regulated in terms of the Medicines and Related Substances Act and by the South African Health Products Regulatory Authority, or SAPRA. Thanks, Wes. But is there perhaps a general body that governs product recalls in South Africa? Generally, in terms of the CPA, the National Consumer Commission, or the NCC, is the entity that oversees product recalls in South Africa. The NCC's primary purpose with regard to product recalls is to ensure that any unsafe product is effectively removed from the marketplace and from the hands of consumers. So to put its purpose into practice, the NCC has issued Consumer Product Safety Recall Guidelines. And these guidelines set out what a supplier is required to do when conducting a product safety recall. The guidelines essentially provide a practical approach to what the Consumer Protection Act requires of suppliers. In particular, suppliers have an obligation to notify the NCC when they undertake a product recall. So suppliers do need to be cognizant of which legislation and guidelines applies to which product. Another example would be food quality and safety, which is regulated by, amongst others, the Foodstuffs Cosmetics and Disinfectants Act, and the Agricultural Product Standards Act. Food safety and quality is mainly the responsibility of certain departments though, these departments being the Department of Agriculture, Forestry and Fisheries, the National Department of Health, and the Department of Trade and Industry. It's therefore important for suppliers to be mindful of which administrative body and which rules govern a particular product. Thanks, Wiz. There are different types of product recalls in South Africa. And I think I'll quickly take us through the two different types of recalls, which is either voluntary or compulsory. So voluntary product recalls are when a proactive corrective action is taken by a company to correct or remove an identified potential defective product from the market, or when they become aware of safety issues in relation to this product. Voluntary product recalls take place because manufacturers and distributors carry out the responsibility to protect the public health and well-being from products that present a risk of injury or gross deception or which are otherwise defective. Compulsory product recalls, on the other hand, are by order of South Africa's regulatory authority, the NCC, and this takes place when goods are determined to be defective or of possible harm to consumers. This approach is much more restrictive because the NCC may issue a written notice stipulating the manner in which the recall is to occur and the Commission will also monitor compliance with all such notices that are issued by it. Barmary, one of the more recent product recalls that shocked South Africa was the Poloni Listeriosis outbreak a few years ago. Perhaps you could share more on the outbreak and provide us with some of the key takeaways from this incident. 
Jeez, Andresha, I remember it as if it were yesterday. So as you will recall, the listeriosis outbreak occurred in 2017 and was caused by contaminated polony, a ready-to-eat processed meat product. The National Institute for Communicable Diseases traced the outbreak of listeriosis to a company's polony factory in Bulukwani, Limpopo. This outbreak resulted in more than a thousand cases being reported. Of this, 216 people died, and unfortunately many of them being infants and children. Class action proceedings have since been instituted on behalf of the complainants. Subsequent to this outbreak, the company struggled with restoring its reputation amongst its investors and customers and resorted to selling its value-added meat products business. Although there has been many lessons learned from this outbreak, what stands out for companies is the importance of coordinated responses and communication. Meaning, both from a risk and reputational perspective, companies have to be proactive in dealing with recalls as soon as they become aware of safety issues, even if it means being proactive and conducting a voluntary recall to ensure that a company limits the extent of any risks and ultimately the reputational damage. Thank you, team. This has definitely been a very informative discussion. And although we've taken a light-hearted approach, this is definitely not something to be taken lightly of at all. Our team has experience in this space and we know it can be a very nerve-wracking terrain for clients at times, especially because of the far-reaching impact a product recall can have on the consumers and the relevant industry. In our next podcast, we will share insights on how companies can manage product liability claims and disputes efficiently, whether it be in the form of product recalls or regulatory compliance and especially how to mitigate reputational damage and large-scale electoral claims. Thanks, Reason Bomery, for joining me on this podcast. Thanks so much for having us, Andy. Thanks, Andresha.